This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Today on the newscast, breaking news. The U.S. and Iran going toe-to-toe in Syria. Missile attacks, drone strikes. Get all the breaking details next. Folks, Eric Stackelbeck here. Welcome to the Watchman Newscast and welcome to New York City. Hey, we've got breaking news. The U.S. and Iran going toe-to-toe, as I mentioned in the intro, in Syria. And folks, just a few hours ago, I'm coming to you around 10 a.m. Eastern Time on Friday, March 24th. Just a few hours ago, three missiles slammed into a U.S. airbase at the Al-Omar airfield in North eastern Syria. Now, U.S. officials believe those missiles were launched by Iran-backed militias, but that's just the latest in a back-and-forth volley that's gone on over the past 24 hours or so. It all started yesterday, Thursday, March 23rd, when an Iranian drone slammed into a coalition base, killing one U.S. contractor, a U.S. citizen, murdered by this Iranian attack drone, and five U.S. soldiers were wounded. Now, the United States responded with airstrikes last night along the Iraq-Syria border, uh, Deir al-Azur, where there are Iranian Revolutionary Guards Corps uh, operatives present. They have a stronghold there, along with Assad regime forces. They were targeted, reportedly, at least eight Iranians were killed in these U.S. airstrikes. So we have the back and forth. And then, as I mentioned, these Iranian-backed militias respond this morning to the U.S. airstrikes last night with a missile volley of their own. Now, it remains to be seen if anyone was wounded or killed. God forbid, in this missile attack this morning, the U.S. has not responded to that yet. Perhaps things will quiet down right now, but folks... It won't be a lasting peace or a lasting quiet. Wrap your head around this statistic. Since January 2021, when Joe Biden took office, there have been at least 78 attacks against bases or facilities housing U.S. troops in Syria and Iraq. 78 attacks like the type we saw last night and this morning. Missile and rocket attacks, drone attacks, again, targeting U.S. forces in the region. Now remember, there are some 900 U.S. troops still in Syria, about 2,000 in Iraq. And now that you have the breaking details, what's going on, and again, we pray for the family of this U.S. contractor who was killed. Uh, We pray for the five U.S. soldiers who were seriously wounded in this. But now that you have the breaking details, you've got the latest there. Let's break all of this down. What's the bigger picture What does it all mean? Before I do that, I just want to encourage you to subscribe to the Watchman News channel right here on YouTube. Click the notification bell so you get alerts every time a new video is posted. Give us a thumbs up. 
We're bringing you the kind of cutting edge news that you're just not hearing anywhere else, certainly not in the mainstream media. They may report this incident happened, of course, but we break it down and give you the deeper meaning, the biblical perspective. So let's get into that right now. Iran and its proxies are clearly emboldened right now, folks. Make no mistake about it. Last week, and we've documented this on the newscast, Hezbollah planted a bomb, a very large explosive device in northern Israel with the intent to create a mass casualty incident. Now, thankfully, that did not happen. One Israeli was seriously wounded, but you could have had dozens killed or injured by this Hezbollah bomb. And you have to think right now that they are probing. Number one, on the Israeli side, they see disunity in Israel as these massive protests against the government continue there. But on the other hand, the Iranian regime pushing Hezbollah. Remember, Hezbollah does not act without the orders of its masters in Tehran. Iran pushing Hezbollah to kind of up the stakes with Israel and see uh, how Israel or if Israel will respond because Israel is so distracted by internal problems right now. That's one piece to this. The other piece is the United States and the Iranian regime upping the game there, looking ultimately to push the U.S. out of the Middle East once and for all. Again, 78 attacks by Iran and Iran-backed forces against U.S. interest in the Middle East in the last two years or so alone. Clearly, Iran is sending a message. Clearly, the Iranian regime is emboldened. Now, once again, the Iranian regime, and not for the first time, has American blood on its hands after this strike yesterday. Clearly, they do not fear the current leadership in Washington, and that is an understatement. So look for Iran to continue to push, again, uh, on two tracks. Number one, with Israel, Iran and its proxies, they're licking their chops right now, and they, they smell blood. And number two, certainly with the U.S., where they see a weakened U.S. in the foreign policy arena, uh, an increasingly weak U.S. presence in the Middle East. Folks, they're going to try to capitalize on that, push the envelope, and take advantage. These attacks, although it's great, uh, the U.S. responded and struck Iranian forces. In particular, again, wherever there's the Islamic Revolutionary Guards Corps of Iran, you know you're going to have trouble, whether that's Iraq, Syria, Yemen, Lebanon, Gaza, or beyond. So it's great that the U.S. responded, but it's not the type of response that's going to be a massive deterrent that's going to make Iran think twice and make them stop pushing their agenda, which again is the complete emptying of the Middle East of U.S. troops and the emptying of the Middle East uh, from the Middle East of the state of Israel. We know that's not going to happen. We've read the book, but that is certainly Iran's intention. That's why they are surrounding Israel right now with a ring of fire on all sides, drones, ballistic missiles armed to the teeth, whether it's Hamas and Islamic Jihad in Gaza, Hezbollah in Lebanon, the Houthis in Yemen, or those militias in Syria and Iraq. So that's the end game. And why is Iran so emboldened? We mentioned the internal unrest in Israel. We mentioned uh, the weakness of the U.S. on the world stage over the past two and a half years, no doubt. But also, bear this in mind, Iran is drawing closer, closer to Russia. Folks, that is a growing military alliance. And Iran believes it has the back, and rightly believes, 
It has the backing of Russia, a nuclear superpower, no longer a superpower in the broader sense of the world, but certainly the largest nuclear weapons arsenal in the world. Also, Iran has a 25-year cooperation agreement with the communist regime in Beijing. So look, the mullahs in Tehran right now believe, hey, we've got some pretty powerful backing in the form of Russia and China. And we've detailed that Russia-Iran relationship at length here for you on the newscast. Then you have the recent, I would call it, non-aggression pact signed between the Iranian regime and Saudi Arabia. Now, China, once again, uh, another sign of which way the winds are blowing in the region and the world, China brokered this peace agreement between Iran and Saudi Arabia. Remember, Iran and the Saudis had been at loggerheads for the better part of seven years. Now they are on the path to normalizing relations. And what that means for Iran is, hey, we've kind of picked off uh, a nation that was side by side with the U.S. and Israel. And we don't have to worry about the Saudis now. But for the Saudis, look, this is all about self-preservation, folks. Again, in their view, it's a non-aggression pact. They are not going to align with Iran side by side. Their interests are too divergent. But the Saudis are saying, well, if you can't beat them, join them, in a sense, not literally join them and Iran's agenda in the region, but basically saying to Iran, uh, leave us alone and don't attack us. That's what it boils down to because, again, the Saudis sense weakness in Washington. Uh, they see Israel divided right now, sadly, internally, and the Saudis feel isolated on an island, and Iran is looming. That Shia, potentially nuclear superpower, is looming right across the Persian Gulf, and that's ultimately why they did this deal with the Iranian regime. And now there are rumblings that the Saudis may also look to normalize relations with the Assad regime in Syria as well. Folks, the prophetic chess pieces are moving on the board, no doubt. And despite all that internal unrest we've seen inside Iran over the past several months, the Iranian regime's external allies are only cleaving closer to the regime, propping them up militarily, economically, in every way. Again, I'm looking at Russia in particular and that alliance and Russian fighter jets, by the way, flying over one U.S. base in Syria, the Al-Tanf base, throughout the month, month of March, flying right over the base and sending a message, hey, pray for my nation, the United States right now. We could really use it. Israel, of course, as well. This is no time for Israel in particular to be so divided as these external enemies are gathering at Israel's borders and even within. So keep it all in prayer, folks. Have a great weekend. Until next time, God bless you. And remember, never hold your peace.